Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isobe, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything. Hello there. How are you all doing? Beautiful. Yes, we're back into that space again. What's it like at your end? Beautiful. Yes, we've been having, I mean, a wonderful and amazing time within this space. You know how we say it. This is where we come to lean on one another's experience to forge a positive path. We're back. What do we have today? I have an interesting topic, yes, and an interesting personality that will do justice to it. What is it? Ghost writing and the ghost writer. Ooh, don't, don't worry, I'm not spooking you now. Yes, I have this amazing personality who is a ghost writer and he's been doing it oh for years now. And he has this what how do I describe it? Don't worry, I'll bring him on very soon. I know you want to see him like I want to see him and hear more about this personality. His name is Dr. Yomi. And when he comes out, we will do more of, you know, talking about him. Enough of my banter. Where is he? And there he is. (laughs) Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm good, Dr. Yomi. How are you doing? I am in splendid form. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. So what is it like where you are now as in what's the weather like? What's happening at your end? Well, um, my brother, I, I'm in Philadelphia in the state of Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and the, the winter, winter is just about, it's on the, we're on the threshold of winter. We're still in the fall, okay. what is called the fall or mm-hmm. in other words, autumn. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, I think because of the the global change in climatic conditions, mm-hmm. winter is becoming uh, coming much earlier than it ought to be this year. Because as I speak to you, uh, the temperature is about uh, twenty six degrees Fahrenheit. Whoa. That is very 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 cold outside mm. here. But I'm in my apartment and it's very warm. Beautiful. Um, and um, so I'm not feeling the cold. So right. it's it's right. pleasant. It's okay. Um, what a writer like me needs is just warmth all the time, and I have I can it. Imagine. And can imagine. So I, I am not, I'm not really complaining. Yes. Beautiful. Welcome, welcome to the World Cafe Live Show. Hey. Well, I, I mean, here in Nigeria, Abuja, to be precise, the Federal Capital Territory. I mean, what we call Hamatan, like you know. I know. Um, yes, I know Hamatan. I was born in Katsina. I know Hamatan. Yes. Yes, I so went to during, this area, so I know oh, what I'm beautiful, like. beautiful. Yeah. You know, during the day, pretty hot, windy, you know, and all that. Then at night, oh, the 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 the, the chills and all that. But oh. we can't complain. This and is the dust. The dust. and the dust, exactly. Oh. This is what we have. Wonderful. Welcome. So, thank you. Yes, who is Doctor Yomi 
Garnet. Let's get to meet him. Let's get to meet Dr. Yomi. Well, thank you very much, my brother. Um, I usually don't waste too many words in introducing myself because I usually am very crisp, brisk, and clear yeah. about who I am. My name is Yomi Garnet, and I come from a rare and profound place of passion. Mm. I'm a medical doctor, and I bring nothing but passion and raw talent to the fine art of creative writing now. Mm. No longer in active medical practice, I now live to write and write to live. I like that. To express it uh, differently. As a writer, I love what I do and I do what I love. Beautiful. Because of this, I write not only for a living but also for pleasure. Mm. So this is what I tell people. First and foremost, I'm a writer. Okay. Secondly, I'm a writer. Okay. Thirdly, and even further, I am a writer. <laughs> I like that. I'm a writer, I'm a writer, I'm a writer. Every day, any time. But looking at lo- looking at where you're coming from, as in from the medical field now. Yes. How, how, how did you get here for a medical doctor to embrace or embrace and write? And how? How did you get here? You have to take it from the pedestal of passion. Okay. We have no choice but to take it from the perspective of passion. Okay. Let me put it this way. There are no errors where God is concerned. Mm. There are only errors where man is concerned. Mm. My dear father, a man whom I held in utmost reverence because he was my role model. Yeah. And he was my hero. On my sixth birthday, he called me to the dinner table and said, Yomi, you are going to be a doctor. And I said, yes, because... The oracle had spoken. Mm. And so he started grooming me to become a medical doctor. On the other hand, he conflicted himself in many respects. Mm. When he was in England, doing his master's at the University of Birmingham, on his way back home, he brought back three trunk loads of books, novels. And when he arrived home, his instruction was clear. Yomi, I want you to finish. I was eight years old when he arrived back from England. Mm. And he said, Yomi, by the time you are 12 years old, I want you to have finished all these books. There were 520 of them. 520? Whoa. And I finished them. You don't say. By the time I was 12, yes, I did. It ought to have shown him that I had an uncommonly strong affinity for the written word. Mm. But the poor man was blinded by the fact that he wanted to be called the father of a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) There was no doubt about that. To make matters more interesting, he became the principal of my own secondary school. Wow. Therefore, he was able to supervise me very well. He actually placed me in the care of the head boys of the school. Mm -hmm. School. He'll call them and say, am I a good principal to you? They'll say, yes. This is my son. I want you to become a second father to him. Mm. Make sure that he does his assignments he does everything he's supposed to do because he is going to be a doctor. Mm. He was so proud of me. When I finished my secondary school, he sent me straight to Oxford. Straight to Oxford. He said, no way, not in Nigeria. You are going to do everything you are going to do at the best place in the world. Mm. And I went to Oxford for my A-levels and my pre-medicals. And I was must have been around 16, 17 when my A-level chemistry teacher looked at me one day and said, who said that you should read medicine? <laughs> my father said, you don't have a scientific brain. You, 
You're more of a writer. You, 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 you are a writer because when you write your essays in chemistry, I have to remind myself that I'm not marking literature. And I'll tell you something, I'm so biased that sometimes I give you a great higher than what you're supposed to earn. Because of the way you are because telling this, the story. You are a writer. And I'll tell you something, even if you become a professor of neurosurgery, you are going to go back to writing one way or the other because it's in you. Mm. At your age, 17, I must say I have never, ever, and I've read Shakespeare, I've read everything, I've never quite met anyone who can manipulate the English language the way you can. Mm. I was 17 then. Beautiful. Anyway, over the years, I did read the medicine. I started, part, started did the first part of it at Oxford. I finished the later part at the University of Benin, Uniben. Uniben. Because my father could no longer afford the very expensive fees. Tuition there. Yeah, tuition in England. Graduated, practiced, Along the line, my father became the king of my place. And he still remained very proud. Because mm. he, used to say, he used to tell people, your king is the father of a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot to him. It did. But then, about 12 years ago, mm. I looked at myself in the mirror and said, Yomi, you will not go to your grave with your music inside you. Mm. And it's not a question of cutting corners. Yeah. It has got to be all or nothing. And so I went over to His Majesty and I said, Your Majesty. And he said, Why are you calling me Your Majesty? It means that you have something serious to say. <laughs> I said, Well, yeah. It's he knows you. Be my he, father he, now. He knows you so well. <laughs> I said, I have read your medicine. Now I want to do my own thing. Beautiful. He said, Yes. I knew the, the day was going to come. I knew it. I knew it. It's okay. You have my blessing. And so, I vacated medical practice. I became a full-time writer. Whoa. And that's all I do now. So, how long have you been writing now? How long have you been writing? I left medical practice for all practical purposes in 2005. Mm. But then again, don't forget that when you leave a vocation and you need to go into another vocation, it's There's not a transition. Really it's a transition. Yeah. So, I spent a few years between Abuja and Kaduna okay. on consultancy work, workshops. Mm. Yeah. I started out with stress management. I wrote a book on stress management mm. and used that as a platform to be a consultant in stress management. Mm. I had closed my own hospital. I ran my own hospital. I had closed wow. it. Oh, wow. yes. I, a very damn good hospital in Kaduna. Mm. And I closed it just to face my new life. Of course, I came under a lot of criticism. Mm. I mean, people look at me with contempt. People laughed at me, but today they are not laughing any longer. They are applauding. No, no, they don't laugh any longer. They can't even afford to laugh anyway. They are applauding now. They can't even (laughs) afford to laugh anyway. Because if they laugh, they're only laughing at themselves. True. Because I'm I'm living life to the hilt. I'm Mm. enjoying my life. Mm. Because I ride from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. And that is all I want to do. And I'm enjoying it. Beautiful. Now, you, you describe yourself as a writer. I, I read your work, as in I follow you closely. Your soul conditioning, your the, the way you, the way you caption your what I call them your capsules. Let me describe them that way. That you give out those are little snippets here and there. 
yes, yes. your peels those are okay. little snippets which i know is a fall off of the very mighty things you're doing out there but you describe yourself as a ghost writer mm. why ghost writer and ghost writing i started out calling myself a creative writer mm. and um that was a particularly powerful platform for another part of my life okay uh, which becomes evident in those things that i write that you read soul conditioners mm -hmm. soul nuggets gold mm -hmm. nuggets mind yeah. because i i'm also what is called a teacher in the school of life mm. i'm not a pastor i'm a teacher in the school of life and that means i teach people how to achieve their highest potentials yeah in every aspect of their life yeah i think god actually gave me my proficiency in writing so that I could be a conduit for the propagation of his ideals mm -hmm. as distinct from pulpit ministry mm. because I actually consider my work with my proteges as a ministry yeah. and I use my writing to get across to them and this is how I started out and in 2012 I wrote a book called 365 Days of Wisdom which was a daily compendium for, say, a soul in search of enlightenment. Yeah. But then, again, I had divine insight and revelation that told me that while it is true that I'm supposed to deploy my acumen in creative writing as much as mm. possible to teach people how to live lives at the highest potential, I also needed to earn a living. Mm. And the revelation I got was that I was also sent to people who wanted to express themselves in book form. Yeah. And at that time, funnily enough, I was not even aware of the concept of ghostwriting. I didn't even know the word existed. Yeah. Okay. And one day, I mentioned it to my wife. I said, over the past 48 hours, I've been getting this inkling. There are people who need, she said, who need to have their books written that they need the help of people like me. She said, well, you don't have to think too much of after all people, there are biographers. Mm. Then I said, yes, my dear, but there are also autobiographers, people who write their own biographies. True. And my wife said, you know, I have a very strong suspicion that those who write biographies also write those autobiographies. Mm. <laughs> and then, hmm, that may be, you've been making a lot of, she said, why don't we Google and see whether there's any such thing? And then, we played around with Googling to see exactly what was available there and came across the word ghostwriting. Yeah. And she said, ghostwriting, have you heard of the word ghostwriting before? I said, no. She said, I think we better Google it very well. I Googled it and discovered that ghostwriting is a massive industry in the United States mm. and in the UK and in France and in Germany. And I said, wow, now this is interesting. That means there must be ghostwriting in Nigeria. Mm. Of course, I discovered there was ghostwriting in Nigeria. And a very good friend of mine, um, he died a week to his 50th birthday in 2016. Oh, what a shame. He was actually Abuja's most prominent MC. What's the name? His name was Collins Adeyemi. I think I, I think I know that name. I think probably, I know that name. He was very popular in Abuja. He, he was, you know, he, he MC'd so many events, both for the federal government the National mm. Assembly, private individuals. And I told him, I said, listen, my friend, I think it's time for you to take yourself a little bit above the fray. Stop calling yourself master of ceremonies. Stop calling yourself 
director of ceremonies. Mm. And again, that is that part of me that you mentioned. I have an incredible knack for coming up with titles for anything. <laughs> anything. I mean, as part of my work here in the United States, people actually commissioned me to title their books only. Only? That's good. Or just, or invariably, what will happen is that before they heard about me, they'd written their manuscript. And then they they look at me and say, what about my title? Is this good enough? And I said, no, I don't like it. I said, can I commission you? to design a title for me. I said, no problem. And so I gave him that title, Director of Ceremonies. Then he looked at me and said, well, if you can give me a title, why don't you just go ahead and write a book on my life as Director of Ceremonies? <laughs> and he became my first ghostwriting client. Whoa, that was your first assignment. Absolutely. I wrote it. It was beautiful. It was his professional biography. Oh. We, re- we, we launched it at the Chancellor Hilton at a beautiful and iconic event. Mm. So I went back to Kaduna where I was based after all that. Barely two months after that, I just got a phone call from an unknown number. Mm. The person says, hey, is this Dr. Yomi Garnett? I said, yes. He said, this person I'm talking about, his name was, oh my God, we called him Big Mike. Okay. He was the district governor of Rotary for Nigeria at the point. Mm. And he was a governorship candidate of the Labour Party in Kwara State. And he died in New York just about six months ago. Oh, what a I'm sure if I get the surname, you'll know the name. <laughs> Dr. Michael Motosho. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Michael Motosho, you know the name? I do. I do. Obeying sophisticated fellow. He died very young. He must have been just about 53. Oh. And he said, I want you in Abuja like yesterday because I have two books I want to write very quickly. And he became my second client. Beautiful. And a series of events succeeded themselves rather rapidly. Mm. And three years later, I found myself in the United States at the beginning of a most remarkable and glorious career. Beautiful. Because between 2016 that I arrived in the United States and now, six years, Mm. I have written 63 books for different clients. 63 books. It is a a record. That that is an ocean, if not... (laughs) 63. And when I say books, I mean books. Books of 150 to 200, 250 pages. Beautiful. But then again, I write a book in an average of 45 to 60 days flat. That's good. That's good. But then again, that is also hardly surprising. I don't struggle mm. with I, I my think life, you... my life is a testimony to the fact that when you are living in purpose, purpose will yeah. live in you. When you're living in purpose, purpose will live in you. Will live in you. Amazing. Now not not, not to not to not to cut your flow, because looking at where you're coming from, the yes. experience, the the wealth of knowledge the acumen you have amassed over this period mm. is there do you have any plan like uh to 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 have uh to institutionalize it in the way that you're passing it from one generation to the other also giving birth to young ghost writers and creative minds in in, in that regard absolutely do you know the funny thing tell me i've become so attuned with you that i'm so comfortable calling you my brother but then again, this is, there's a bit of formality in what we are doing. What am I supposed to call you? I can't continue to call you my brother. 
my name is a, my name is Amakri. Amakri is away. Yes, but you can. I, yeah, I, I like I like I like I like people as in my close friends and all that. Just call me Amax for short. Amax, excellent, excellent, splendid, splendid. <laughs> it's funny you should mention this because I am just on the verge of establishing the Ghana Center for Creative Writing. Beautiful. As a matter of fact, it's taking up taking off on January the second, twenty twenty three. The Ghana Center for Creative Writing is my way of giving back the enormous talent that God has given me so that mm. humanity can benefit from that. Because it's not all about me. I don't see what God gave me as anything for my own ego gratification. Mm-hmm. I see it as a ministry. I yeah. see it as what God would like me to bequeath as a legacy yeah. to another generation. Beautiful. And I discovered that especially on LinkedIn, which is my main social media platform, that there are hundreds of young Nigerians out there who have a passion for writing, but who did not necessarily have the kind of foundation that I had. Mm. I was very fortunate. By the time you have a 12-year-old who has read 500 books by the time he's... Uh, that is like opening that child onto right. that, yes. But <laughs> mind, you, of... mind you, there's absolutely no doubt that after all, my younger brother was given the same instruction Mm. And he just couldn't, of course, he couldn't be bothered. So that goes to show you that I had it in me initially. And mm-hmm. what my father did was simply just to galvanize it. Exactly. He just created, he just, but, the books were like catalysts. That and just, then what I did, that, what I did when I had my own children, two of them, a boy and a girl, when the boy was six and the girl was three, I just went out and bought them 200 books. I said, start reading. Hmm. because somebody has set the example for me yeah and yes I'm very proud of the two of them today while the young man who is older than the lady is not into anything literal he's more into music okay he, he's more into he lives in Abuja he's more into music okay but his younger sister took after my literary bent and she loves reading and likes writing writing though funnily enough her own main gift is the visual arts. Okay. She could just look at you and within 30 minutes, she has produced your paper. Hmm. Now, Beautiful. I cannot even draw, I can't draw a straight line. <laughs> I can't draw a straight line. Everything God gives me is purely communication. Both verbal and written. Yes. Beautiful. So I'm establishing the Ghana Center for Creative Writing. It's not directly focused on ghost writing. Okay. Perhaps later on, I'll have an institute for ghostwriting. But for now, creative writing. Because if you're a good creative writer, you can ghostwrite anyway. Mm. And I'm going to start that on January the 2nd. Um, and it's going to be a one-on-one, non-certificated, informal coaching. All right. Where I'll register participants for the coaching program every quarter. Okay. And it's going to be one-on-one. And it's not going to involve video, podcast, or anything. No. It's very, very simple. Periodically, over the period of the one quarter, in which I'll be coaching you, I'll give you assignments. Give okay. me a 500-word uh, um, uh, essay on your first day in the university. Mm. Give me a 1,000-word essay on your... If you've traveled out of Nigeria, your experience 
at that um, holiday lodge in South Africa. Give me, write me a 100 or 200 word letter and love letter to your wife. Mm. Write a birthday message to your wife telling her you love her. So I'll use this to train you in all elements of writing, creative writing, punctuation, length, distance, structure, construction, paragraphing. It's a very unique uh, method I'm coming up with. And it's amazing. It's easy for me because it's what I do on a daily basis, editing and writing. And it's easier for you because you are working on what, on the template of what you have given me. True. So there's not going to be any formal curriculum saying that we are going to talk about punctuation today. No, we are simply going to work spontaneously with what you have given me. Amazing. So this is my plan for the future where the, um, 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 I I already have about uh, 25 people registered between the united states the the uk and and nigeria and nigeria wow beautiful amazing guys we've been discussing with dr yomi gannett a ghost writer par excellence i mean you you will agree with me he's just expressing how he feels he 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 enjoys what he does you you can you i mean you see it in his eyes hear it in his voice and everything his his the passion is just all over him and it's an honor having him on the show today so now beyond that now we we know there's a plan to like create that institute and pass on knowledge and create more writers Beyond that, do you have anything particularly for your home country, Nigeria? You know, your birth, your birth place. Like this is one thing you want to see happen within this space of creative writing. As a matter of fact, this initiative I've just told you about, the Ghana Center for Creative Writing, yep. quite frankly, was motivated purely by my desire to see young, aspiring Nigerian writers fulfill their dreams of becoming proficient writers. Mm. I was yeah. not motivated into it because of American citizens. Mm. I was motivated to it by the young men and women in Nigeria. So for all practical purposes, it's actually for them. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a reason why it's clearly for them. Mm. They are not going to pay their fees in dollars. Okay. Good. They are going to pay in Naira. That's quite encouraging. That's number one. And then, while we have not actually come to the specific fee yet, but it's going to be, well, let me put it this way, it's going to have to be affordable. Mm. It's not a question of it's going to be affordable. It's going to have to be Have to be. (laughs) It's simple. We know the economy is. And we want to encourage these young men and women. Let's start talking about one million naira. Mm. You can't. You can't be talking, as a matter of fact, even to be talking about half a million, mm. you've got to, we've got to come to a fee structure. Now, I'm still meeting with my team here because I have a small team with right. me here in the United States, uh, that okay. part of my, my company, the Royal Biographical Institute. Yeah. Um, we are still looking at it. I'm trying to see what it is I can come up with that will be a reasonable fee for the average Nigerian. Okay. I mean, I, I want a young man to be able to walk up to his uncle to say, listen, I have this opportunity to be trained by one of the a very proficient writer and it's a period of three months and he's charging so so and so uncle please can you sponsor it for me so it's got to be something that most uncles and aunties can say okay 
it, this is a very wonderful thing you are doing. You can have it. But Beautiful. if you walk up to your uncle and say, I need a million, your uncle will say, you think you are the only person I'm taking care of? True. So True. it is primarily for Nigerians. Amazing. But, but then again, my, my network is very vast. Like mm. I told you, I am mentor to a lot of people and they are all over the world. I have protégés in Japan, I have in mm. China, I have in the southern part of Africa, Kenya, Zimbabwe, okay. Botswana, especially mm. South Africa. Yeah. And quite a number of them uh, are already expressing interest in this coaching thing that I want to kick off in January. Uh, they will be constrained to pay their fees in dollars. Okay. Other parts of the world will have to pay yeah. in dollars. But yeah. for Nigeria, this is something I want to do specifically for Nigeria. This is what I want to contribute to my own country. Beautiful. Uh, because I can tell you, Amat, that mm. I, I, wherever I go in the world, as far as I'm concerned, I am a Nigerian. And I'll always be proud of my Nigerian passport. To the bones. <laughs> to the bones, I can tell you that. I'm not interested in being a citizen, a citizen of another country. Thank yes, I feel privileged to be in the United States, where it's a society where that brings out the very best in you. In you. That is the thing about the United States. It brings out the best if you know what you are doing, mm-hmm. and if you are proficient in what you do, and you are not lazy. You have industry. Mm. You have originality. America truly is God's own country when it comes to bringing out the best in human potential. Mm. Which is why America is what it is today anyway. Yeah. The, fact that the best doctors in the United States are Nigerians. Mm. The best engineers in the United States are Nigerians and Ghanaians. Mm. But Beautiful. I am Nigerian center. I like that. Nigeria is the centerpiece of my professional policy. Beautiful. And I'm paraphrasing the late General Murtala Mohammed, who said, mm. Africa is the centerpiece of our foreign policy. Mm-hmm. For me, Nigeria is the centerpiece of my professional policy. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, my guys, we can go on and on discussing with Dr. Yomi, but time, time is not our friend when it comes to things like this. When we are in that space and we're enjoying ourselves, it's like, everything stops and when you turn it's like wow you mean we spend this i mean i'm I'm talking yo i I like that i like that statement you you just made nigeria is the centerpiece of my professional policy yes whatever i'm doing you can't take that away now i'm going to ask you this i I know you're busy i'm going to ask you this then uh maybe one or two and uh we, we, we we call it a day okay now considering where you are and the things you do i always love asking these questions as in this particular question to my guest you know how do you juggle your life family and all of that how do you unwind how do you create that you know balance so to say well i'm at um first of all my family i have the love and support of my family when it comes to what i do especially my wife. Um, she has given me all the support. I mean, I have a permission to be in the United States to pursue my passion. Beautiful. What better way can she give her, her permission? Mm. My children give me the same degree of support. And so I work 
unfettered. I work with a very wide latitude mm. of support from close family. On my part, writing is my vocation. Writing is my hobby. Mm. I write for fun. Therefore, I don't have to look elsewhere for recreation. I can imagine. I have it in my vocation. It, it is therapeutic for you, more or less. It's therapeutic. <laughs> I When I'm not writing books for... As I'm speaking to you, I'm writing five different books for different clients at the same time. Whoa. Right now, in this particular season. And don't forget, I'm also a grant writer. Mm-hmm. I write grants. I'm also a copywriter. Mm. I'm also a speech writer. Mm. I write just about anything. Just about four months ago, somebody in Boston, Massachusetts, got in touch with me and said, it's my wife's birthday. And I want to write her a love letter. I'm commissioning you to do it for me. <laughs> and I did it. Amazing. And he told me that his wife said, Oh, come now. You didn't write this letter. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. <laughs> Who did it? And he said he had to confess to her that, oh my God, it's some guy in Philadelphia. Some guy in Philadelphia. And she said, that's right. I need him too to do some writing for me. <laughs> that's so this, good. This is the beauty of what I do. Now, I write, I meditate. I meditate a lot. Mm. because that allows me to go into my inner person mm. and these are the kind of things that I do for rec- for recreation. recreation I don't watch movies I don't even have a TV set mm. in my apartment I, I can afford a TV set naturally mm. but I, is, can, I, can, you, I can't afford the time to watch TV you, you find it distracting no 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 no. I've watched enough movies in my in my youth no more movies for me I don't watch movies. Now, the thing the thing is this. <clears throat> Recreation is not a big deal for me. And I'll just summarize it. Yeah. When you do that which you love and which you have passion for, mm. you don't have to work a day any longer in your life. In your life. Mm. Therefore, mm. when I'm at work, I'm already at play. My work is my recreation. My recreation is my work. So I don't have to look for excitement anywhere else. I have it with my writer. I, I, I like. Am I, I like the. <laughs> I like the way you sum your thoughts. It's like saying, "This is where I find my rest." That's all. So where where, where else do you want me to go? There's this nothing else I for find me. My rest. I don't go to, to, go to else. I don't have to go to a nightclub for fun. I don't have to go and drink for fun. When I'm writing. I'm having fun. Why do I have to go out to look for fun again? Sometimes I don't leave my apartment, step out of my apartment in 15 days at a stretch. Oh my, guys. When you find your rest, work becomes play and play becomes work for you. (laughs) That is what I just got there. Dr. Yomi, you just need to come back and for us to have this conversation again and again. And I promise again. you I'll make myself available when you want me again. <laughs> Thank you so much. People, our time is a friend when you know how to manipulate it to your advantage. We've been discussing with Dr. Yomi Garnett, our renowned world-class ghostwriter. I'm not saying this because he's standing or rather sitting right in front of me now i'm telling you because i've been following him closely his writings are 
not just provoking, they evoke something in me each time I see them, you know, just like he has described there, there's this rest when I read his write-ups, there's this rest. And from that position, I get inspired and I begin to write. It's an honor having him here in this space to share with us. Wherever you are listening, hearing, there's an opportunity, you know, you, you want to express yourself in that space creatively and all that. He has a program coming up. I'm going to allow him introduce his uh, social media, uh, should I say, points, where to catch him, where to see him, where to follow him. Dr. Yomi, please go ahead. Well, before I do that, uh, uh, Amax, I'm going to preempt you and do something for you. Thank you. I'm not going to give you the body not having to run after me for another episode. I'm going to present myself for another episode. Amazing. Amazing. This is the reason. There's something that we still have I know you still want us to talk about, but time is a constraint. Yeah. And that's that you want me to talk, you want to ask me the question, who is a ghostwriter? Yes. What does a ghostwriter do? What yes. is the process of ghostwriting? Exactly. My friend Amax, let us consider this episode one. Okay. We'll have an episode two where two. we're going to talk about ghostwriting itself. Itself. That is Beautiful. if you deem it necessary. I deem it necessary. I deem it necessary. Then I make I avail uh, you of my time when you are ready. Wonderful. Let's say sometime in January or anything. Okay. Okay. That works. That works. Good. So my social media handles. I have only one. LinkedIn. Mm, LinkedIn. I used to be on Facebook, but uh, Facebook became a bit too distracting for my liking. Mm. And so I left Facebook. I'm also on WhatsApp. And I'll tell you what, uh, WhatsApp, like you very well know, is more of communication. Yeah. Because it's personal interface or group, 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 individual interface. Interface, yeah. But I have a message that I sent to 525 people all over the world. And I've been doing that every day consistently for the past two years. Mm. I tend to continue with it. I do receive it. You receive it. So... I am willing to give your audience uh, the latitude of joining me on that. And that is WhatsApp. And the number is plus one, two, one, five. That's the Philadelphia. One Mm -hmm. is United States code. Two, one, five is the Philadelphia code. Mm -hmm. Nine, three, six, one, two, two, nine. I repeat, plus one. Two one five nine three six one two two nine, and I'm on it as Doctor Yomi Gannett, or sometimes Abayomi Gannett. Beautiful. And I'm LinkedIn, add- I'm on LinkedIn as Doctor Yomi Gannett. Right. I'm going to add it to my show note so that okay. my audience would yes pick it up from there and okay. uh, you know more or less like uh, get in touch and begin to receive those soul nuggets and soul conditioners you know beautiful I, 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 I'm so grateful for this opportunity so guys you heard him we are going to have a, a part two to this discussion sometime sometime in 2023 where we're going to sit down and look at ghost writing in its entirety there that, that, that particular time we're not going to restrain him we're going to allow him school us teach us 
more or less have that crunch or crash, whatever we want to call it, program in this space. Thank you so much, Dr. Yomi. I am super, super excited. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Before I let you go, one last word for my audience. Well, I suppose the the only word that could make any sense in this final lap of a few seconds before we close is, it is all about passion. All else is ineffectual commentary. (laughs) It is all about passion. Passion. Aliko Dangote is the wealthiest black man on earth because he has a passion for making money. Mr. Tony Ilumelu is the chairman of the bank with the biggest asset base on the African continent because he has a passion for entrepreneurship. Professor Walisho Inka is one of only two African Nobel laureates because he has a passion for creative writing Mm. and comparative linguistics, languages. Yeah. General General Ibrahim Babangida had a passion for power and power came to him because he sought it and he got it. He had a passion for power. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. It's an entirely different thing. What you think yeah. of power, that's different. Totally. It's just like me, I'm a writer. Am I using my writer for good or not for good? That is an entirely different thing. You will discover that everything that makes the world go around is all about passion. Passion. Lionel Richie, Diana Ross, Whitney Houston, King Sonia Day, Ebenezer Obe, Fela Anikula Kukuti, mm. Davido, uh, Borna Boy, whatever they call him. Yeah, the Borna Boy. Chris Daniel, Dr. Cosmas Maduka, Koskaris Motors. It is all about passion. passion. Mohammed Ali, Pele, the most successful people in the world have a passion for what they do. Mm. And it's not all about money. But guess what? The money inexorably comes. Because when you give that for which you are created to the world, the world has no choice than to compensate you. And handsome, handsomely for that matter. True. The only thing is, there is no overnight success. Mm. True. The myth of overnight success is nothing but a myth. Denzel Washington, you know the name, I'm sure. Yeah, Denzel. Once asked, I said, what does it feel like to be an overnight success? And he said, 30 years is a very long night. <laughs> 20 years ago, Denzel Washington could not pay his rent. No, 25 years ago. Mm. He couldn't pay his rent in Los Angeles. Today, Denzel Washington is paid $50 million for a movie. And he made four movies in 2021. That's passion. That is skill. That is talent. That is what makes the world go around. Thank you very much. It's been a delight being with you. Awesome. Guys, permit me wish you an excellent rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Yomi. Amazing. I like that. I like that closing remark there, as in the, 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 the closing words passion. You know, the minute you said passion, what came to my mind was that scripture, the zeal of the house of the Lord has consumed me and when you look at that word zeal it's passion that is passion driving me and all that beautiful we are so grateful you took out this time to you know do this with us guys you know how we do it on the show this is the space where we come to lean on one and others experience ah to forge a positive path it has been an amazing time but we have to go now and you know how we do it on the show 
Bye for now. Dr. Yomi. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bless you. Awesome time it has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HR notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights online bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.